Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. Welcome to Big Screens and TV Streams, live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale, along with Victor. How's it going, guys? Got popcorn in my head. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you got a round of applause. Oh, thank you, thank you. Always enjoyable. Producer Paul's here, too. We'll give him applause. Yeah. He's rocking the, the booth. He'll be here momentarily. Uh, want to give a give a shout out there, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, we got a lot of good stuff going on the show today. If you are watching us live, we want to hear what you have to say in the live chat. So make sure to comment or ask questions by in the GFBS social media live chat on our channels on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Or in the archives, feel free to comment away, too. We always look at the archives. always like to see past comments there, too. And you can catch us live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. on gfbestsource.com or, again, on those GFBS channels on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. All right. So, or also, if you want to download past episodes, just search GFBS everywhere you find podcast apps, gfbestsource.com, or get this. Uh... Victor, we got I got I got a big big deal here. Mm. I don't know if you saw this. I did a little announcement on the uh, Grand Forks Best Source Facebook mm. last week, but maybe I don't know if it's making hyping up too much. We got a, a, an official big screens and TV streams website. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's it's not. It's just pretty much a. It's just like a pretty much an archive for all the episodes of the show. Okay. So yeah, pretty much it's. Here's the website address, so if you're ready for it here, too, I'll have it in the show notes also. BigScreensAndTVStreams.Podbean.com Yeah, once again, BigScreensAndTVStreams.Podbean.com I know a little bit of a mouthful, but pretty much you go there, all the episodes of the show are there. I only got the first, uh, the last several episodes up online right now hmm. uh, eventually over the next several weeks i'm working on getting our complete archives up and eventually other gfbs shows and you can either go there and you can stream okay. or download the audio versions of the show okay or it, it'll give you links too to subscribe to the just big screens and tv streams episodes only okay. uh on uh, for, on apps like spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, all kinds of uh audio streaming podcast apps so hmm. 
or if you're on podcast apps, just search Big Screens and TV Streams. So all kinds of ways to find us just makes it a little easier for everyone. So, uh, yeah, make sure to check it out, bigscreensandtvstreams.podbean.com. So how are we all doing today? Really good. And honestly, I thought you guys had a, um, a well, I thought you guys had a website anyway. So oh, yeah, G- the- gfbestsource.com. That's the right. main overarching website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, this is just pretty much just for people. If you just want to go there and just find all the episodes available to download and all that, if just either download, stream them off the website, or get, oh, get the links to go check out. That's make it a little more easier to find instead oh, of having okay. to go through all the other shows on on Graphworks Best Source. Just another option. So, yeah. Oh, I get you. I get you. You know, much easier way and kind of categorically, I guess to say. So that way it'd be much easier. So yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So how are we all doing today? Really good, actually. It's been it's been pretty. Uh, I would say a quiet week. It's been pretty a quiet week. So yeah, it's nice to have the quiet weeks. Yeah. How's Paul doing? Good. Heck yeah! I, I kind of looked up a couple of quick news topics to kind of kick off the show with today. Uh, I know we kind of brought it up the last couple of weeks, and we're I finally found an official word on what happened with Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. Victor, I'm guessing you're probably up to up to speed on his situation because I think when we last talked to you about a couple weeks ago, there was like several conflicting reports going around trying to nail down the exact details. Yeah, I I overheard that there was, like I said, the last time we had talked about this, he was in a very terrible accident and he was just helping out a neighbor uh, as he usually does and unfortunately this was not a very good situation for him because while he was plowing somebody's you know driveway through uh somebody bumped into him and he just like crashed and man it was just not a very happy day for him but uh luckily he is healing up pretty good and he sold uh his sister and many of his friends and family showed him on social media and with the whole staff that was helping him out and he looked pretty banged up but he he was pretty okay no like physical hurtfulness like he can still do his thing uh just a little more healing up and he should be right as rain again so yeah i looked up a couple of reports here so via bbc uh this is exactly how it went down for bbc it mm. said quote renner used his own snowplow to rescue a family member who was driving his car but they got stuck in the snow near his house renner successfully towed the car free mm. But when he got out, the plow began to move while empty. I'm guessing maybe he left it in neutral and it started to idle or something like that. Probably. And then the story goes on to say, uh, uh, so the Renner was trying to get back into the driver's seat to stop it moving when the extremely large piece of equipment ran him over. So I'm guessing Ooh. maybe when he was trying to get back in the vehicle, maybe like an elevated seating snow plow, something like that, where he had a, wow. while trying to get into all in snow, must have got tripped up or the, who knows the size of the tires and... Yeah, over 30 broken bones was the final uh, analysis from the, from the doctor there. And they're saying it's about a two-year recovery process. Oh, that's, so, not, that's not totally bad. That's, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it could have been very much worse. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries before, you know, that on Born Ultimatum. Uh, what was it? Or was it not Born Ultimatum? Excuse he's me. A, oh, Born, Legacy? Born Legacy, excuse yeah. me. He had, uh, he had a lot of broken bones on Born, uh, Born Legacy, excuse me. And then he also had ones when he was doing adventures, and he didn't have one. Does on he do a lot of his own stunts then? kind of thing is that why he he, he, kind of goes back and forth because usually the stuntmen you know they help them out and usually certain stunts that they can't do but you know usually the actor will be like you know i think i got this today and if you know if so facto they will do it and broken bones will be caused and he's like well he just wanted to do it today so i just sat back and let him do it well it's good to hear he's back on the road to recovery and uh, what other 
great place to have a road to recovery at than our friends at the Southtown Poorhouse, where every day is a great day. We want you to stop in there for your favorite drinks and, of course, happy hour, where it's buy one app, get one half off every day from 6 to 8 p.m. Don't forget about their $3 burgers on Tuesdays and their awesome steak specials on Thursday from 5 to 8 p.m. Make sure to check out their website, SouthtownPoorhouseGF.com, for the latest bands playing. This coming weekend on Friday night, they have Some Shitty Cover Band, and on Saturday night, they have Rhyme or Reason. I've seen them both, and they both put on great shows, and they always pack the place. So, yeah, great weekend to catch shows at Southtown Poorhouse. They're located at 2015 Library Circle next to the Grand Cities Mall, and they're open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Hey, and they're also looking to hire, too, so make sure to stop in and inquire for their open positions. Hmm. All right, so we're going to get started with our first review of the show today, and Paul kind of caught my eye first when he said he saw this one. Uh, a new Netflix original, I guess it went under my radar. I saw it came out earlier this month. It's called, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but it's spelled Junge, J-U-N-G underscore E. So Junge E? I don't know. It's a foreign film, subtitles, exclusive on Netflix, and the synopsis for it off IMDb goes on an, an uninhabitable, un. un uninhabitable <laughs> 22nd century earth the outcome of a civil war hinges on cloning the brain of an elite soldier to create a robot mercenary and for people watching the video version of the show uh, paul's pulling up the movie poster and i got i grabbed a screenshot online of it there too so paul yeah it looks like a they i i, I did a little digging into the background of the story sounds like they uh, an elite mercenary from this group of soldiers. Their brain was cloned when they were in a coma to use to help save their uh, his kids or their her kids' life. Something like along those lines. Well, I I only uh, I was really interested in this because the special effects look just phenomenal. Um, it isn't subtitles, but I ended up falling asleep probably about twenty minutes into it, so I still got to finish it. But I mean, basically, what I got out of it, it's kind of like uh, RoboCop. Meets Alita, meets Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, that CG, the CG shots. I looked up a few shots and I saw the trailer. I was getting shades of Alita off this, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, this is just very, uh, you know, live action anime-ish with the, you know, the mechs, the cyborgs and, you know, the combat and of everything going on. I mean, just right at the very beginning, they were putting her uh, through a simulation trying to uh get you know through this uh what would you call like it like a battle scene yeah or a battle a skirmish scene and, or scenario yeah and i mean they kind of did the or same like thing in robocop you know mm-hmm. where they're saying you know can he do better than the ones that don't have brains that mm-hmm. are just you know the robots and yeah. um and then so they're trying to fix why she can't get through the simulation but uh, you know eventually she will but yeah i mean it was really cool i mean you had it was like there was a, you know, like a, a robot that almost kind of looks like a like a dog in a way. I mean, not oh. like a dog, but you know, it's got like the four legs and you know, kind of like a tank that walks. Mm. But it th- really really threw me for a loop because it was sitting there doing the walking thing, mm. but then all of a sudden you realize that it also had wheels and it uh-huh. it started just tearing tearing around like a like a fast car. Oh, okay. You know, and she's over there trying to you know blast it with her. You know, guns and grenades and everything. But, it, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to, to finishing this because, like I said, I mean, this is just action-packed. 
Victor, I know you usually have your uh, your uh, finger on the pulse for a lot of the stuff hitting streaming that may go underneath our radars. Did this cross any of your uh, sources at all over the it, past week or so? It was suggested to me on my Netflix, and I um, usually when I watch a lot of movies, a lot of foreign movies come my way because I love uh, foreign movies. And this one did cross my path. And like Paul said, from the trailer that I saw, it looked really badass. Um, now, they didn't show, uh, they only showed a little bit, not a lot, but they showed, yeah, uh, like what Paul said, the ta- tank kind of uh, just kind of going through the, the war simulation that they were putting uh, her through. And it was very unique because it is like RoboCop a lot, uh, just like when they created, like, this dude who got his brain pretty much blewed out of him by these random, you know, villains, and they beat, not only beat the crap out of the man, but they, like, literally had to redo him as not only a human being, but just as, like, a cyborg. Like, he still has human parts in him, but it's more just he's a machine. And even, like, it's kind of like uh, they did an Avatar, a way of water, except for instead of putting an avatar uh, through that, it's just taking the brain of someone or the existing memories of someone and putting it into this being that you now created. And now they have their memories. They're not the same person that they once were, but they have all the memories and everything that you created from that person's brain into it, which I think they should do anyway, just, you know, for future reference uh, sakes, uh, if we ever, like... Our bodies, you know, die. They should just t- make robots and then just, like, do what they do with Robot Man and just take our brains and put it in a robot. Kind of like they did in the new Avatar, almost? Yeah, but, uh, you know, because we are all, you know, as they say, all your memories and everything is in your brain anyway. So you might as well just, you know, because your body is just like like Ghost in the Shell. It's a shell. So you might as well just take your bo- you know, your brain, because that's the only living organism you're going to have when your body dies, and just take it, put it in a robot, and then afterwards, like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> I don't have to eat. I don't have to do anything. I can just keep on rocking. So. And it's on Netflix. So, yes. Yeah, so that's where you can find Junji, or Junj, however you pronounce it. Um, I think we'll hold off a little bit on this next uh, ad read here because I think Victor will hit you up here with your next segment. Fill your head. I see for your topic this week, it's you're tired of people walking out of movies because they don't understand them. Yeah, I wasn't very... Did, I, this, did you, this happen to you recently? You saw a couple people walk out or, or some people make a stink over a movie at the theater? This is actually the third time, actually, that this happened to me. Um, it was with The Whale, and then it was also with... Uh, yeah, so it was with the whale, and it was also um, it was also uh, well, not even Babylon, I should say, because I was the only one in Babylon. But uh, it was with the whale, and kind of like Babylon, because there was someone who was trying to come in, and then I think you know they left just when they saw it, because I was the only one in there, like I said. But yeah, I was. Now, I granted, I understand, you know. This was an old couple. I'm sure when they saw the whale, they probably thought, oh, well, this is like, you know, an old story about, you know, Moby Dick, Ishmael. Oh, no. You know, we get it. When they saw it, like, literally, this old couple just got up and they oh, right walked. Oh, like, right early? Walked. Oh, like, when the beginning of the movie, when they saw Brendan Fraser, like, they got up literally and just left. Oh. Or did they, did they maybe get that, maybe they thought they walked into the wrong movie or something like that? Did, or I know I've, I've done that before where I went to the wrong theater. Mm. Oh, it's only happened to me, like, two or three times in my whole life where, and, like, all of a sudden, like, 
oh wait five, why is the movie starting like five ten minutes later and then oh wait this is a completely different movie i'm an idiot <laughs> right like i've done that too don't don't get me wrong i've done that myself but you know this was um it wasn't just because of lateness or just you know because like you're on the wrong movie like no they just literally, you can tell by their reaction oh yeah like they literally got up and left. did they say anything or no. mutter or just mm, stammer off no i think i think his wife kind of like nudged him a little bit and just like she because i think when she saw, well i think when she saw him i think she was so like like literally scared and like frightened because oh. she had never saw i'm sure she had never seen him like this before so this was probably frightening to her and she just got up and left and i think they were trying to look at for something probably happy or something and you know th- but like i said this isn't the first time uh the the third time would be shape of water of course um which i didn't understand that either i'm like you're a couple so you should understand this pretty uniquely i mean if you're, and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. If you walk out of Shape of Water, I'm sorry. You don't deserve to be a couple. The whole point of that movie was it didn't matter where your significant other came from, like whether they were death or even a fish man. Like you loved them anyway, regardless of who or what they were at the time. And was it like halfway through the film, they just kind of were like, nope. It just, it just for, I want to say like probably, yeah, like almost halfway through the movie they got up and left and i and i don't understand why because it's guillermo del toro because come on guillermo del toro and he and he makes incredible (laughs) movies and of course the whale was the whale was very sad i'm not gonna lie it's a very sad movie but it's i mean oh we will be reviewing it here just after the after the segment here yeah so i mean i can understand you know it's probably not used to seeing brendan fraser in that way that he was so Paul, have you ever been in movies where people uh, walked out, or have you ever walked out in a movie before, just like, yeah, I'm not feeling it, like halfway through the movie or shortly into the movie or something like that? Well, I almost did with that uh, Mila Jovovich one, um, where, oh, what was the name of it again? She was like, in a, like she had a sword or something, I can't remember. Are you, uh, oh, I think I know who you're talking about, too. Um it's not Monster Hunter. Ultraviolet? No, not that one. Uh, th- although there, she does. No, I think I think it might have been Ultraviolet. I remember that movie. Was I, was, I wasn't yeah, too I, big on it. Yeah, I think about halfway into that movie, I was about to walk out because it was so terrible. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, if I'm thinking right, I may have it mixed up with something else. I remember not being too high on that one either. Yeah, yeah. it was Ultraviolet. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I've I've uh, went into the wrong theater before. Oh, okay, okay, sweet. Okay, that's I'm all. not. I'm yeah, not. Fair. I'm not. Fair. That's I, fair. I I think I've only done that like maybe two or three times. Uh, and there, there was one time at the cinema where I was just waiting and waiting and waiting, and the movie didn't start yet. And finally, someone came in the theater. And there's one other. I didn't think I was in the wrong movie either because one other person was in there also. Mm. And finally, like an, an attendant came in and was like, "Oh, the, oh, you're." You guys are going to see this other movie. We're like, "Yep, oh yeah, it's, it's in the other theater down the hall." We're like, "Oh." And this one other lady, she was going, oh, see, he thought it was this too. It wasn't just me just trying to play it off. And as I was walking out, I'm just like, I'm just an idiot. I'm just an idiot. So (laughs) the only other uh, uh, movies that I can think of where I, you know, have possibly seen somebody uh, walk out of the theater is either a horror movie where it's just too too much. Oh, yeah. Or a movie like Saving Private Ryan. Too intense, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that one I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> that one's that one's they way pull too no much. punches. Yeah, yeah, that that one's way too much. <laughs> well, for some people, it can be too emotional too. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. very fair. Yeah. Um, I know. I went and saw a movie 
with my brother once, uh, dinner for schmucks, and I guess in the middle of the movie, my I, I didn't think it was a bad movie or, or a great movie. I thought it was just kind of middling. It was all right. But uh, I know my brother just kind of went up in the middle of the movie to get a refill, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, I guess he triggered a chain reaction of other people following suit. Wow, okay. <coughs> oh, my gosh. What was it? it um, <coughs> what's that other one? Oh, Don't yeah. Die, Dale. The show's best. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what else has that happened to you on, Victor? <laughs> there is uh there's been another quite ones. Uh there I remember what was it? Oh yeah, they uh not Kate and Leopold, but I remember that they had done for Oh, X Men Last Stand. I remember that one. Uh there was I wanna say five or six people that walked out of that theater. It was me I remember it was me, my mom and my sister. We all went to go see it. Um, and then right like like Paul's situation, they and even Dale's situation too. It wasn't just that they were in the wrong movie. They literally once one person got up, the others followed suit, and then I was like, okay, guys, it's not that bad of a movie. Like we're almost done. And literally, like the when the end credits were done, there was an alternate scene at the end, of course, and then they were like, yep, this is over. I don't even want to see it. Wait, like, I think it was the last X Men movie too at that time for that arc. At that time, yeah, and and Charles, of course, we know came back like he died and then he came back and he had, oh, was yeah. batched all these tubes and stuff and that was like okay yeah I, I see what you're trying to do and also to be fair it was directed by brett radner who is a shitty director anyway so i mean he only did it for the buddies didn't he do first class no he that was uh matthew vaughn and matthew vaughn's a very good director uh brett brett radner for those of you who do not know is a very terrible director he is basically the epitome of what you would think douchebag directors would become uh, i remember he, hearing a lot of behind the scenes craziness yeah, with him yeah and he uh he is not well received at all in fact a lot of people have complained about him in fact he was the reason why um Gal Gadot, for, for a fun fact for everyone, um, he is the reason why uh, Gal Gadot would not do the second Wonder Woman if he was director. So luckily, Patty Smith, uh, Miss Patty Jenkins came back to the fray, which I loved her, um, and he, she was a way better director than him anyway. I don't even know why they chose him. I think it's because when he, um, Harvey or he did the Rush Hour movies, right? He did. I, I, I will I, give I like him the first couple Rush Hour movies. I, they're I will they're nice, good popcorn flicks. I will give him, you know, credit for those. But otherwise, I mean, just after a while, I'm like, yeah, I just kick him out. He's not. But not guy. designed for X Men. <laughs> yeah, not for X Men or like Wonder Woman or any superhero movie for that matter. I think just because Harvey Weinstein and him were good friends. So. But but yeah, what happened for Dinner for Schmucks was when I, I caught up with my brother after the movie, and I was like, I mean, so what happened with, with those? It was like about five or six other people followed him right out when he went to get a refill within seconds. Mm-hmm. I was like, did you happen to overhear what they were saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're all along the lines of like, oh, screw this movie, this sucks. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, wow, you, you kind of unintentionally triggered a, a, a mini massive walkout. <laughs> so yeah, kind of just ironic. Yeah, but. I mean, if you're, if you're going to go into a movie, at least like. That's what they should to put on a sign, like literally when you go in every movie. Just don't even worry about it. Like don't think of the, the plot or anything. The ser- just go in there because I know one, once people do, and I remember I told this uh, my boss slash friend, Miss Nancy, because she went into Nomad's Land, which won an Oscar, and she thought it was just a sad-ass movie. And I told her, don't go in there with expectations. You should be going in there with your brain turned off 
and wanting to be entertained. Because that's what everybody wants to do. They want to be entertained. Even like uh, Paul, because uh, and funny that uh, I bring this up because it's what he had said especially when he went into Avatar. He turned off his brain and he just wanted to be go into another world. And that's exactly what you stepped in, which I love that movie because James Cameron and wow <laughs> and it was such a great story number two also but just just go in there with no expectations that way you're just you're never disappointed and you're also get the entertainment that you so desired so i try to always go into all movies with a even just like kind of like just a monotone just you know clean slate you know unless if it's like a heavily hyped up sequel where yeah. it's almost hard to escape the hype and all that mm. but uh yeah i hear you um anything else to touch on there for for that topic for the week victor all I can say is just, again, go in there with zero expectations, and if you don't like the movie, I'm sure they, I'm sure they will give you your money back. Can't promise you that, but again, I'm sure they will. <laughs> All right, well, before we get on to that review of the, of the whale that we alluded to, we're going to give a shout-out to our next sponsor at O for Heaven's Cakes, where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that's where O for Heaven's Cakes comes in. They have the best cupcakes for special occasions or just a treat. I know I was there earlier today. I picked up, I saw they had bran muffins. I'm a big fan of their bran muffins, and usually you think, oh, well, why are you so excited? Trust me, you got to have their bran muffins. I know, Victor, you've had them there too, right? Oh, they're really good. <laughs> yeah. They're really, really good. Yeah, five stars. So if you're a business owner and want to treat your employees, you want to make sure to check out their monthly employee discounts. And they're located on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall, open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, and on Saturdays from 9 to noon. You can call them up, 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253 or email oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's O for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. And if you're looking for a cake job, well, O for Heaven's Cakes is hiring. Make sure to stop in and inquire for their openings. All right. So, Victor, the whale. Um, you know, I was kind of unintentionally a little, when you said you, you couldn't make it last week, I was like, all right, that gives me time to catch the whale and to get a chance to talk to you about it. I mm. saw it last week, last weekend. So, uh, I know, I think we've been hyping it up here on the show for at least the last several weeks. Like, because really? it was, it kind of got on a limited, like, uh, gradual rollout release to the bigger cities first before hitting, like, the secondary markets. Oh, of course. So... Yeah, and you, so yeah, you saw this one. Uh, this sets up, you know, for people that don't know, Brendan Fraser. He kind of was, you know, up until the last couple of years, he had like a like a twelve to fifteen year hiatus for the most part from the big screen and TV series. He just yeah. started to come back the last few years. And he plays a reclusive, morbidly obese English teacher who attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah, this movie kind of, it, it just kind of throws you into the thick of it right out of the start, right? Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't joke around. Like, it will just throw you in immediately. Holy yeah. How is yeah. he fat? Yeah, yeah I mean, it is. I told you. I mean, you're, this is your first time seeing the screens of this, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think some of it's prosthetics, but, like, a lot of it he actually uh, put on weight, mo- right? Mo- most of it, okay, so most of it, uh, for everyone who doesn't know, he did He did try to put on weight for it, um, but they know he couldn't get to the exact weight they wanted it to, so, of course, prosthetics came in, and he did wear a fat suit. But uh, well, I guess, too, to ask him to put on that much weight, you're asking for some unhealthy yeah. side effects. Yeah, you're asking for Jared Leto, Chapter 27 kind of results, which yeah, I can understand. You can't put on that much weight 
because you will get gout like he did, and luckily he lost the weight before he became, you know. For I think that's severe. Yeah. Well, yeah. So and it, for it people just listening to the audio version of the show, how much weight do they say he weighs in this film here? I didn't catch it off the top of my head, but how much would you say he would just a, a, a random rage around ballpark figure? From, like that's probably, from the synopsis that he well from I would say not even synopsis from ballpark range that he'd said in the film I would say over over five hundred five hundred yeah five to yeah six hundred almost yeah it's yeah he yeah he really because yeah they show like he's got to use a walker to get around yeah. and uh, and by the way we're describing it we're not trying to poke fun or anything oh, like no. that you no, know just trying not. to just describe how the movie's doing it and yeah. I don't think the movie tries to take any punches at like no it's, it's not like quote-unquote fat shaming or whatever no, like that no and anyone who thinks that i'm sorry you need to watch the movie before you like oh fat shaming no this was a movie about a man who literally lost everything but was trying to regain it back piece by piece yeah, they go through details gradually what caused him to go through a big personal crisis yes. that caused him to go in that downward spiral and yeah. caused him to just kind of you know result to vices for you know become just overeating binge eating yeah and, and they show him struggling with that in the movie. Yes, they it, do. <laughs> it, gets, it gets to be a little hard to watch. They show some scenes where he, you know, he goes through like an emotional shock. Someone tells him off. He has an argument, and, yes. and he, he resorts to binge eating. Yeah, it, it's, it's real. It's it's a it's little. It's like, oh man, this is hard. Yeah, exactly. You I went was, through the same thing. Oh, believe me, it's it's very tough to watch, but it's it, but it just shows you like. I mean, my gosh, Brennan, Brennan Fraser, he literally, like, I can understand why he deserved that ovation, like, that long overall, I mean, yeah. he deserved it so much. Know. Have you seen that, Paul? They showed him, like, at one of the film festivals where the film first premiered at a few months back, like, I think it was, like, almost like a half hour standing yes. ovation they gave him after the film ended. Like, literally, mm -hmm. like, that man deserved it, because he literally worked his ass off to come back strong with this movie, and especially working with Darren Aronofsky, who is... Yeah, we should, yeah, Director, wow. cri very well critically regarded. Oh, very. And and you've seen his movies, and he doesn't Mother, pull, yeah. the wrestler. And especially, uh, what was it, uh, Rec Room for a Dream, which any kids who who watch that movie, that pretty much tells you, don't do drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he holds nothing back, capturing the lows of Frazier's character, going through the most post-personal depression and health scares, many, many health scares, yes. like... Three so or four he, times. Is it called movie. the whale because of his weight? No, no. It's, oh, it, it, it's actually based on a. Uh, so, like, uh, like I said before, like in Moby Dick's Ishmael, um, and where you know, uh, whale washes up on sea, and of course, you know, there is like the good versus evil in that sense. And once you see the movie, you'll understand that reference just because of that. And he reads this paper and anytime uh, he felt like he was having like just a heart attack and just hurting, he, he tells a random people who come to his door, like read this paper to me. Like, what do you mean? You need to go to the hospital. No, read this very specific paper. I want you to read this to me immediately. And the paper is like a, he's an instructor grading uh, reports and essays and it's like a pretty much a book report on Moby Dick. In this in this case, yes. And and the way that he had explained it was so unique because... Yeah. Not to I go mean, into detail why, why yeah, not to go into detail, it, but he yeah, explains but it later you, on why that it helps him get through his struggles. Oh yeah. And the I have to say, the support 
cast like they pull no punches either like his best friend um if i can say Han Chao, Han Chao, a- yeah hopefully if I'm, we're saying her name right uh sorry if we're not Han Chao, who is also up for supporting actress because she yeah. deserves it because she was really incredible in this movie um they she, released the oscars best uh support all the nominations then yep, yep. they already support they already got it all out and uh yeah she definitely to, earned it oh yeah she incredibly earned this and she she was not taking any crap from anybody she was his best friend and she was helping them out and oh man those two performances i'm i'm with you on you know the other two main actors i'm kind of a little they have some highs and they kind of have some parts where i I don't know it seemed hard for aronofsky to get across his daughter the big theme of this movie is he's trying to um reestablish his relationship with his estranged daughter that part is some parts they nail it other parts are a little they they go some weird places with her in the movie i think it's just because she is she is just trying to like it's kind of like Richard Gere and uh, Deborah, Deborah Winger in uh, The Officer and a Gentleman, if you ever seen that movie. When you're trying to act with somebody and they're just nothing but a brick wall, it's so hard to, like, you know, I need you to give me something, you know? Like, even when we talked about, uh, or exa- uh, going back to the reference of the first episode we had done on the show, when me and uh, Paul and you were talking about, like, Firestarter, like, the new Firestarter, of course, we didn't see any emotion from this little girl. When the, in the original one, we saw a lot of emotion. So, I think when they were doing the scenes, like, she was giving a lot, and where he was being somber and kind of like, okay, I'm giving, I'm being soft with you i'm not being rough with you but you're being rough with me and i'm trying to counter what you're trying to do and that makes her angrier more and say yeah that's what i want you to do give him everything that you have in your anger and he just again just be quiet calm come with that and that's the kind of emotional repertoire i love in that movie between them because while she's just giving everything and just punching him and punching him it's not affecting him he's coming at her soft and kindly and that pisses her off even more and i enjoy that so uh, i hope like she does get like if she if she gives a golden globe like she needs to get a golden globe i i give i give her that at least that because she did really good did she even win the golden globe i thought that, that those no. already happened i don't think she didn't get- no she didn't win uh brendan Frazier, of course, won. Yeah, Brendan Frazier won a Golden Globe yeah, for this. Well, well, well earned. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But I, I wish she would have won, at least, because she did a good job. You know, Even though she has done Stranger Things and like little you know, so facto shows on Netflix, she still deserves oh, yeah. it. So. But yeah, for the most part, I really like this movie. There's a couple parts in the middle where there's some scenes that definitely rubbed me the wrong way, where I was like, Aronofsky, I, I'm not, I know this is a, from based on an adapted screenplay, so I don't know if he was trying to remain super uh, faithful to the way this original screenplay was. Mm-hmm. Or if he tried to put his own twist on it. But, there, yeah, there's a couple parts in the middle where that was just... I don't know. It seems like he's trying to push some stuff on here. And, uh, yeah, definitely... Uh, it, it took me out of the movie, to be honest with you. Was, but, uh, I, so, but I kind of told myself afterwards, all right, if I just pretend a couple, like, three to five-minute scenes don't exist, and I'm definitely all on board with this right. movie. Definitely really, really dug it, Dan. You know, my, minus those uh, major caveats, I am all about this movie and a thumbs up. It's safe to say you were pretty high on this. Oh, absolutely. Like, he deserved to this big comeback, and thank you, Darren Aronofsky, for doing that for him. So yeah. Rotten Tomatoes looks like critics, uh, 66%, so fairly well there. Audience doing a lot better, 90%. Yes. So, yeah, there you go. The Whale. I will say this for... Uh, um, what was it? It's like uh, it, it's not like in Seven, of course, where they literally f- like feed a fat guy until he bursts. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, no, no. But it, but it goes to that to that extent to like um, capture the, the lows. Well, not even capturing the lows, but just capturing um, like in the religious sense of gluttony, in mm-hmm. a sense, and that's what I enjoyed about it. You know, and not in a grotesque way, but more in a sad kind of like 
Pagliacci kind of sad clown. Like it seemed it was, you maybe sound like probably the wrong words for it, but like it was respectfully done, not just trying doing it for yeah, the sake of doing it. Exactly. Like they yeah. did it respectively. Yes. But all right, we need to move on here, and we want to give a quick heads up here. So saying if people would like to help support GFBS, make sure to check out the donate link on top of the GFBestSource.com website or leaving us a review on Google or your favorite podcast app. Both are great ways to help support GFBS. We thank each and every one of you for making us part of your day and your support. And make sure to check out our other shows, too. GFBestSource.com is where you can go to find them. All right, so next I'm just going to do a quick mini-review for... This is another Netflix exclusive. We kind of mentioned it on last week's show. I saw it when we are on the previews there for what's coming out. And I decided just to kind of watch it. Watch it. It's on Netflix. It's called Dog Gone, and... Stars Rob Lowe and 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 Johnny Berktold as the two main actors as John Marshall and his son Fielding Marshall, and it's a pretty real straightforward plot where uh, the son Fielding Marshall, played by John Berk, Johnny Berktold, you know, he's just graduating college. Mm. He's kind of like a burnout in college, just kind of just gets by, doesn't really know what to do, oversleeps his graduation. Mm. Total, just kind of, just, just get him by, and uh, he kind of makes a friend. He adopts a dog in his last year of college, and they kind of sh- play the early part of the movie where, like, oh, they're best buds, and you know, he's always with him by his side. The dog's the only one that gets him. Hmm. And after he graduates college, he moves back in with the family with with his dad there, and then kind of the dog kind of gradually wins the family over, and then you know they live kind of right along the Appalachian Trail, and they they're just him and his friend are out with his dog. And he makes a mistake of not keeping the dog on the leash, mm. and the dog wanders off and gets lost. So it turns into a big, kind of like your cliche, fine, oh, family dog goes missing, or family pet goes missing, let's go do a search, mm. and go out and find him. And uh, so, I mean, it's very, very by the numbers, very, very cliche, but I mean, this seems like something fun just to put on with the family. Mm. It's as by the numbers as it is, as you can't help but thank you. See if they get the dog back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and like even the performance by the son isn't. Uh, they could have got someone else better. He's not horrible, but there's a couple parts where I'm just like, yeah, I'm not entirely sold on it. But Rob Lowe is actually phenomenal yeah. in this. He's, I mean, he's he's an actor's actor through and through, and he's totally on point throughout this movie here. So he's just you know this you know the son do it or the dad will do anything to stand by his son. Make sure he, him and and the mom doing mom staying at home doing like a big social media and trying to establish connect with local papers and taking phone calls oh where's the dog and it kind of becomes like a little goes viral and uh it's it's a nice little heartfelt watch and i'd say this is nice to have on in the background or if you're you're a dog owner just just hey this is this is a good one to watch Mm. so one to watch the family or just have on the background if you're just catching up on emails or social media and stuff like that it's called dog on it's on netflix i'm not going to say it's the overwhelming you know movie of the year or anything but uh so yeah, feel good family flick or just a good feel good movie, and uh, yeah. So uh, I would give this yeah yeah thumbs up, mild thumbs up. Critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes forty percent, audience sixty seven percent. So I don't know if this Paul. I know we kind of talked about this last week. You said this is kind of on your radar, maybe. No. No. Okay. <laughs> right like, after the reviews. Shit, just oh, right no. away. <laughs> just like yep. Yeah, don't even bother. <laughs> But I know it probably sounds like the movie you, you saw that hit theaters had more major talent and bigger budget. Dog probably sounds like the better watch. So yeah, the one with um, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you definitely you, check you, out. You that. seen that one too, Victor? I yeah. love that one. And really? he and he also was producer and director on that. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that movie's just a 
Turner and Hooch remake. Right. Basically. Except for he's not a cop and he's a military. Yeah, there's no there's no crime investigation. It's right. Just, but still the same premise of like guy and dog. Mm. All right. <laughs> so we'll move things along here. Victor, did you bring any action figures this week? I did, and this was one of my favorite ones from one of my favorite movies, literally one of my favorite movie, horror movies of all time, I should say. So uh, Victor gets us out in case for newer viewers. Uh, Victor does a little weekly segment where he'll bring an action figure or two to show with us here, and he always goes all out customizing them and, and just, just giving them the breakdown like only he can. So who do you have for us this week? This literally, and I will say, this one was literally from one of my favorite monster movies of all time. I remember when I was a little kid and I saw this movie. Now, I, of course, I wasn't born in the 80s, but I really wish I was because, man, what a dynamo way to, like, in that in that era. And, of course, oh, yeah. this get, was get from the camera, yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite werewolf movies of all time, made by the great John Landis, and, of course, by the great... Uh, makeup artist himself, Mr. Rick Baker. It was called American Werewolf in London, and it is about, if any of you have seen it, uh, it is about two college students, and they're best friends, and they're walking uh, in the British Netherlands. Um, and, of course, uh, they go into a bar, and uh, they, get, uh, they get pretty much uh, what you would think in a small little town, kind of British town. They get uh, looks by the onlookers who think they shouldn't be there at all, and, of course, they tell them, you know, as they're walking out of the bar, you know, they get these strange looks, and they see pentagrams and stuff like that, and when they're walking out, they're like, okay, this is kind of creepy. Um, we're going to catch you all later. Now, remember, my boy, stay off the beaten path. So they tell them, always stay on the road and don't venture off. And of course, being that the two think they know better, like as they're college students, of course, they venture off the beaten path when they are warned to stay on the path and, you know, not go off it. And they're just wandering around in the middle of the night. It's pitch black. Like there's no lights, anything. And I love that they did it on location because, man, it's just it's just terrifying. It's just complete and utter darkness. And of course, um, you know, his friend slips and falls. And of course, he's like, can you help me up? And this monstrous beast, as you can see right here, who is known as the werewolf, and it's an actual werewolf, not like that crappy Twilight werewolf, because <laughs> it's not a werewolf people. It's just a normal average species. This is a werewolf that gets your seal of approval. Like, absolutely. And he just like, just tears his friend completely apart. And you can see the blood on his mouth and stuff. And he just completely tears him apart. So you say you do any custom painting on this one or um actually no this, I, as th- is? this is yeah this is, is as they say it those is. fangs look freaking like literally detailed <laughs> this is, is as just like in the movie like in of course one of my favorite scenes in that movie is um literally when they're in the movie theater and he transforms and uh i remember he, that that was some yeah. cg masterworks and, for, yeah, for its era like literally there um they literally the usher came in and literally just saw him tearing the audience apart and literally they had to lock the door and literally he just smashes through the door bites of the guy's neck literally and all you just see is a bloody head just like rolling around like a like a little ball and he's just like running through the alleyway and he's just standing right as he is like as you see right in the movie he has this like teeth out and he's just snarling and just like eyes are just wide and yellow and just vicious and this is exactly Did the figure come with a decapitated head no i wish i really wish so i could just recreate that scene because man like I mean, the way they did them, I mean, Rick Baker is such an incredible man that he is. I mean, the makeup effects, like, because he had said um, originally when he did, he did two versions of the, uh, he did, well, he did one version of the Wolfman, of course, from the original uh, 40s one in the Universal lot, but um, 
This one is just like he's like. I always found it really weird in in the original one when you transform, it looked like it would hurt, you know. This, and, but it didn't hurt in the original one. And so, as you see in the movie, like when he's reading a book and the moon is out, like he's like Jesus Christ, and literally, he is just like it's the way they did the effect. I want to see how they did the effects because they still they even in the because uh, it's a special uh, anniversary of American Werewolf in London, they still don't tell you how they did the effects, and I think they want you to figure it out for yourself, which I did. Um, the way they did it was they kind of took, uh, they did reshots and they did took this sponge and kind of just had, had hair on it. So they would reverse the shot to where the hair was kind of just growing and like literally like his skin was just tearing itself apart and his ribs would just pop out like that. And of course, like his teeth and his snout would just like go out, like just stretching a skin. Like you would literally stretch your skin out and it was just sounds like to say suffice it to say this oh, this so cool. that that scene in particular made a imprint on you that is everlasting it's it's so cool i love this was one of my favorite werewolf movies of all time and it beats anything that twilight ever wish they could achieve so where can people go to get one of those figures at uh... you, you can actually get one at uh alma mater which is my favorite figure place uh well a second and third well actually no it's my first figure place but uh, I, I get it i got this at target luckily and i was wandering around and i saw many figures there and i thought man literally i was super excited um there you can also get the uh the another version of werewolves. Uh, these are four uh, nightmarish werewolves from the movie. Of course, when Daniel has his dream sequence and he sees all these like terrifying werewolf men uh, dressed in World War II attire, and they uh, literally attack his house and they just shoot up his family and just his house, and you know they burn his house with torches. And these guys really look grotesque. They're like half transformation kind of. Mm. You know, one's bald with snarling teeth. The other one is just like half of his face has been like mutilated and turn like literally just nothing but a corpse and the other ones are just kind of normal but almost not in transformation a little bit but they do have werewolf kind of faces on them um but it was it was like just like they did in the movie and the sculpture the way they did the sculpting was so beautiful like i have to say i didn't know which head to put on him i didn't know whether to put the snarl head on him or just the blood soaked you know teeth but i had to put the teeth on him because i mean look at this I mean, right. look at this. This looks like a, just a monstrous thing that would just tear your flesh completely apart. I believe it. Oh, man. Well, Victor, dude, thank you again, man. You always bring the gnarliest, most, and this will be the most vicious-looking figure. So I always, I always find it fascinating which ones you have on store for us each week here. Oh, I always appreciate it, man. I, I hope to keep doing more. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Make sure to tune next week for the next installment of Victor's Action Figure Showcase. All right, so uh, before we move on here, we're going to give a quick shout-out to our next sponsor, the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. We want you to make them your next dinner and a movie destination. They're both located inside the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Now, you can either dine inside the movie memorabilia-laden restaurant, the Shire, or take your movie to go to the movie you'll be attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are Maybe I Do, rated PG-13, Living rated PG-13, Infinity Pool rated R or Loon, which is not rated, and we're gonna be talking about that a little a little uh, later in the show here. We actually did an interview with him on GFBS earlier today with some of the filmmakers, so make sure to look that up in our archives. So you can find their complete listings of show times and movies on RiverCinema15.com. Don't forget Tuesday's five dollar movies all day long, and their five dollar fifty cent senior matinee special on Wednesday and Thursdays. 
River Cinema 15 has multiple theaters with luxury recliners, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, and it's family-owned and operated that also operates the Grand Theater in Crookston. And you can find their showtimes on morefamilytheaters.com. So, yeah, check them out. River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. I guess speaking of that establishment, uh, here's some of the noteworthy theatrical and streaming new releases hitting this week. And... uh, I had no idea about this first one. This one is a, a new streaming series on Netflix. I guess it just came out last weekend. And I guess you could say it's officially the second s- sequel to that 70s show. Mm. I think a lot of us probably forgot about the very, very short-lived That 80s Show. Remember that? Yeah. I think it was only on for, like, what, six or seven episodes on I, Fox? I would say it was only on for just one. Like a month per, or two? I want to even say just one per episode just because once because it was only on for one season and they I think it was one of those ones they brought in midway through the season and like 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 a January or February and then it just ran through like April or May and didn't come back it it was it was, and it was like all new cast one. too and well and uh, Hyde was in there he or was, was the, Hyde in there yep Hyde oh. and uh, of course it's uh, been so long yeah I think Hyde. I saw like half an episode and I checked out yeah I I just I think they were trying to relive the magic of that 70 well, show I think that 70 show was still going on at the time too no well you know Wasn't actually the one was, actor nope. in that like accused of rape or something too Hi, yeah, yeah Dallas, Danny yep, Masterson yeah, Danny right Masterson, yeah. yeah and fun fact for all of you uh, who do not know um, if you've ever watched this movie great movie uh, which was by Zhang uh, Wow, uh, which he's a great action director, um, or John, or not John, uh, John Woo, excuse me, great action director, excuse me. He uh, was called Face Off with Nicolas Cage and oh, yeah. uh, John Travolta. Fantastic. Now he was in that movie and he played um, John Travolta's daughter's boyfriend, who was getting a little frisky in the car. And literally, uh, funny that that movie because I had to address that movie because he was kind of like a very aggressive dude as he was in uh, you know his personal life you know just a little terrible joke whatever and of course john travolta literally rammed to the car and literally threw his ass out of there beat the living hell out of the boy and literally just left him a bloody mess on the ground and very fun fact yeah so i thought oh that would be very interesting so we digress the show we're talking about it's now on netflix that 90s show and it brings back the the grandparents, or I guess the parents of that '70s show. Kenny Ray, uh, yeah, Kenny Ray, still played by Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Jo Rook, and actually, it looked like I just watched the trailer, and it looked like they still haven't aged a day since no. that '70s show wrapped up in like no. 2006, 2007, which no. is remarkable. Looks like they haven't aged a day in no. 15 years, right? No, not even once. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was pretty much it takes place in the '90s, and it features the kids of Eric and Donna. And from what I understand, other than the uh, I guess you could say canceled Danny Masterson. The rest of the cast from that '70s show, they'll make they make small cameos, but mostly features uh, on the new generation of, of kids. Yeah, so. like they're following their you know their suit where they they pick off where they left off yeah. back in the base. Similar adventures. I saw. I'll probably watch one episode. I don't know. It looks like a little too ham fisted from the trailer I saw, but I'll give it a chance. I'll I'll probably watch one episode. Mm. Paul, were you that '70s show fan? Eh, kind of. I think I got into it. By like the last season or two, uh, I want to say the last two seasons. I kind of before that I watched here and there, but then finally I was like, I should get back into this, and I got into it for like the last two seasons. But Victor, well, you, yay nay? Oh, I love. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get a, to fully watch it, but I I knew from the trailers. I was like, once they bought back the original cast, I knew that I was like, that's what you did, and that's what I loved about it because I knew that they would have to be the guiding force for them as they are young because. 
the original, for those who don't know, the original That 70s Show, um, as they said when they were doing the interviews, it wasn't really about the era, although it did play into it. It was more about just, it was like a, how do they say, like just growing up in, in that era and, you know, how you are as a teenager and how you become an adult. Oh, yeah, coming of age story. But yeah. They have the, the, the window dressing of the 70s and the music and the, the fashion of the time yeah, to kind exactly. of, you know, get, get all those uh, nostalgia for it. Yeah, exactly. But we should move on here. Next coming out this week, streaming series on Amazon Prime Video has caught my eye. The Legend of Vox Machina Season 2. Or it's an animated show featuring the cast of Critical Role and features members of the Vox Machina team who hilariously work together through various D&D campaigns. So animated D&D adventures from, from the Critical Role crew. I know I've, I've seen little bits and pieces, clips, clips of, of, of their material off YouTube before. I know they got a huge following. I, I don't really watch their stuff regularly, though. You guys... I watched a little bit of it, and it's pretty gory. So I mean, and and they uh, Todd McFarlane had made action figures of him, and like you said, they had his uh, following already, and uh, it looked pretty good. So I mean, I, I want to actually sit down and watch it because I saw the previews, and it looked really, really good. So then finally, we have like I kind of gave a little uh, preview for earlier. Loon, it's now playing at the River Cinema Fifteen. And according to the synopsis, it's get ready to scream and laugh in terror as Loon takes you on a horror-filled ride. A northern Minnesota lake seems peaceful until a series of bizarre and violent attacks begin to terrorize its residents. Survivors dig deeper to realize in the mystery they can't believe their eyes. The attackers are killer loons. Soon they realize that nothing is as it seems, and the answer may be more horrifying than they could have ever imagined. And it's written, produced, and directed by Charles and Kale Eckhoff. And if you check the GFBS interview from earlier today, they were both interviewed on, on the show. John Roberts interviewed them, kind of gave us the, the full detail rundown, what to expect out of the movie, some behind-the-scenes uh, production notes. Real informative, kind of sold me on. I want to try and catch it this weekend. It's playing, I think, for the next week and a half yeah. at River Cinema here. So, mm-hmm. Victor, you said you already saw it? Yes. Uh, I know you may go over, give us some quick takes on here later. I know I'm going to try and catch it this week, and maybe we can do a little more in-depth review next week. Mm. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later in the quick takes here. But uh, other than that, here, just for, before we hit our quick takes here, uh, I, was, I, was, I was trying to see if there were some other major releases seen in theaters this week. It's like all small boutique indie films in limited yeah. limited runs and big markets only. So yeah. and then, kind of a small week for the theaters. Yeah, um, just for now um, until the big ones come to play in February, you know, Valentine's But I know the Day. week after, well, well, I already took a peek at the week after, we'll have some big ones to, to tease next week. I have the, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, yeah, Knock, Knock at the, the Cabin. cabin. Yep. That looks awesome. Looking forward to talking about that next week. So well, Of course, Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, yeah. Quantumania. So, yep. So, yeah, got some big stuff to come. Quiet week this week, big week next couple yeah. weeks. <laughs> it's and uh, for some GFBS plugs here before we wind down the quick takes, uh, I already talked about the interview that we did earlier today with Kale and Charles Eckhoff. Check that out. And also make sure to check out Fork Sports Highway tomorrow. ton of sports stuff going on. NFL playoffs are going to be hyping up the conference championship games and also latest in UND hockey and the NBA and NHL seasons. So much more in local college and pro sports. All this and many more shows you can find every week by searching GFBS on your favorite podcasts, social media, and streaming audio apps. All right, quick takes. What you've been guys watching this past week or just anything you caught we haven't had a chance to talk about yet? Paul, let's throw it to you. Oh, uh, well, yep. Uh, the second episode of Last of Us uh, was awesome. Yeah. Yep, I, I caught least. up with it. 
Yeah, that, I was really, really impressed with that second episode. I'm really looking forward to watching the rest of that season pan out. Uh, I even saw a little bit of a, you know, they have like their their podcast mm. companion thing. I didn't watch the podcast, but there was like a little thing with the inner the behind the scenes interview for a couple minutes, right? Yeah, because I never played the game, but you know, it is a really cool concept of like having fungi instead mm. of uh, you know zombies and yeah. viruses and mm. stuff like that. And how they call them the clickers, I yeah. thought was kind of neat. Yeah, and then and the monsters they do in that show, I'm like you're gosh. caught up with the two, Victor. It's really yeah. cool. Like I like Paul. I never played the games, but man, they they really I only played a, I only that. played a couple hours of the original game. I only did the multiplayer, so I didn't even do the single player. And well, it's the developer of those games, Naughty Dog. They made the awesome Uncharted games too, so they got yeah. a good good pedigree. So uh, yeah, I. I I, I kind of talked about it last week, but initial overall impressions from the first two episodes, pretty high on it. Look, going to stick yeah. with it, it yeah. seems what, like. One of the things I was really impressed with was the the use of camera work and how it actually, you you feel like watching this, like you're actually playing the game because yeah. it feels like you're kind of like going through mm-hmm. um, like that kind of like that first person yeah. thing, even, you know, even though you're, you're watching the actors and everything, it, it still feels like you're in that kind of like first person view, like going through the story mm-hmm. of the video game itself. Mm-hmm. So they did a really good job with that. I don't know how they accomplished that, yeah. but it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Does it come off too gimmicky? No, well, it's, like, it's like you're going through the levels. Yeah. And, and they, I feel like they did it uh, kind of like how they did Birdman, where they have camera crews like c- carry it through. And when a they do the a act- shot. Yeah. Like when they do the action, like they have the camera crews just like run with them. And it, I love how they just have these harnesses because I know that certain cameras, when they ever do guerrilla style kind of filmmaking, they have them strapped to them like really. And they're sweating like crazy. And they're like running with them. And like Paul said, like you're in the action with them. So like as you're running through the levels and everything you're doing, you're in the action exactly as they are like so if you're going right they're going right and the cinematography is just beautifully done and i and i really yeah, wish with you. i really wish they do that for more like hbo shows like that's beautiful and even done. just like how they capture how some like the, the structures are now yes. that they're getting out in the out of the quarantine zone more out in the kind of the barren wastelands yeah. or the decrepit buildings that are get, the way they're all dilapidated and covered in either fungi or just uh, various uh, various states of uh, just uh, uh, asbestos, abscess, saying there asbestos, ah, you know what I mean. But yeah, the, the, the movies are yeah the, the way they got the, the structure design, set design. I am all on board with, and the, the way they're weaving in the flashbacks too, detailing a little bit more of the origin story for how this whole thing started. That like I mentioned last week, kind of reminds me of I'm getting shades of uh, flashbacks of Lost and how they did their before and after mm. their flashbacks. Yeah. There, it's I'm like I'm really looking forward to seeing how this whole how everything unfolds. So. I also love the the dynamic between them. Like it's kind of like a father daughter relationship. And I didn't. I was like, where do I seen that little girl before? And she looks so familiar. And now I'm like, duh, no wonder Game of Thrones. And I was like, that's that made so much sense. Oh right, yeah. yeah. She, I was like, she, uh, she, she was like the daughter that's like the head, like the head of that 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 yeah, part not, of the kingdom, right? Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also hanged out at the Night's Watch, so she was the daughter of the king and then of course she became queen when he passed away and then she watched over the night's watch or she was in the council of the night's watch in this case but yeah she was she that's was pretty, right i completely forgot about that yeah she was good a little, pull. She, she was a little badass in that in that show so i was like oh she no doubt she'd be a badass in this show too so any other quick takes paul uh well i uh, just got hooked up with a new device so i can watch pretty much anything i want and so now i caught the uh fifth season of yellowstone just binged watched 
five episodes last night. Mm. So I think there's probably like 13 or 14, so I still got a ways to go. But uh, I have noticed, though, that this Yellowstone is really starting to gear itself around the daughter. Yeah. The the blonde daughter with the huge cans. Um, <laughs> I knew he'd say that. <laughs> I knew he'd say that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like it's almost like 75% of the show is like for the last couple of seasons has just been solely based around her. Uh, oh, really? So a whole new focal point. If she wasn't a big focal point in previous seasons or well, she was, I mean, she's, she's a major character, like player in it. Mm. Um, cause she, I mean, she's kind of like the one that is the business savvy, you know, getting things done, mm. but it, you know, it, it, a little bit of it is a, they, they take it a little bit too far, uh, but it's still it's super entertaining. I I, I mean I love the Yellowstone uh, show; it's great. And Kevin Costner, I mean, what well, a, he does a badass job. Yeah, yeah, like literally, I'm like, what a comeback for him. I mean, he was always badass before he even did the show, but still, I mean, <laughs> can kind of like still carry. It was like he his stock never faded. He, oh, he no. just keeps him elevated still all these years. Just oh, keeps yeah. his staying power all these decades. The, the cool thing about it is just seeing these big players with like all this money. Yeah, and and you know how politics and people in power how yeah. they how they operate. Because I'm sure a lot of this is fairly accurate. Yeah, and and those people don't play like you're on their world in their world. Like if you screw up or you do anything wrong, you not only get killed, I'm pretty sure your limbs get cut off or whatever they do you in go the to background. the train station. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they don't play. So I mean, I've seen uh what was it? They there was one episode when uh the do- there was this daughter um, of the ranch hands that they were um, and these guys came out and they literally were about to drown her and her boyfriend and they literally took them while they were swimming in the lake and then they were like uh, took their horses while they were riding on them and literally were like stomping on them like literally as they were in the water they were trying to like stomp them with their horses and I'm like dang dude like and they all and they really almost were on the verge of killing them pretty much and I thought dang dude like these guys don't play because they were going to kill them literally while they were swimming in the lake they just took their horses and like were trying to get the horses to stomp on them luckily her family came by and uh, Kevin Costner's like do whatever you have to do but make sure you keep it under wraps I don't want this coming back to me I've always heard phenomenal things about this show. So it sounds like season five still, still, not, <clears throat> still in, still loving the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope they continue on with it. Any other quick takes? Uh, no, that's pretty much all I've been watching. All right, Victor. I get, I got to watch Loon, which was very unique movie. I know a lot of uh, it. It was just if you ever watch like B movies, like it was just it was nothing but B movie fun. I saw the preview. The preview reminded me of that kind yeah. of that cult B movie. Yeah. Uh, Birdemic. Yeah, and it was very, very much fun to just watch, you know, because I haven't seen a B movie, oh man, for a long, long time. And I, and I, of course, funny thing about this movie is that I got back into the uh, B movie genre, and that not that I haven't left it at all, but um, it's been a while since I've gone through my B movie collection. And funny thing about it was is that just. And I won't give anything away. I want you all to see it because it's really, really fun to watch. Um, just the the synopsis for it is very unique, and you'll see a lot of unique characters in there. Just the fact that it's it's that small little town setting, and then it's like the it's like watching Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds in a way where it's just very quiet and somber, and then you just get these massive attacks out of nowhere, and then this 
a sort of kind of way that you would look at it. Because um, the way it was described to me was, you know, you know, uh, be mindful of your surroundings, like what you know, your loved ones. You know, spend time with them. But I think it's much more powerful than that. You know, in a, spectac- a spectacle of a way, because um, it's a very trippy film. It is very trippy, and the way they did the effects on this movie, I, I very much enjoy, just for the trippy aspect. So, of it. for fans of B movies, yeah. safe to say, it's your seal of approval. Very much so. Like, and they did very, very well in this. And it's just, it's just nothing but B movie horror fun. And it's not like you're supposed to take it seriously, but in a way, you can take it seriously if you want to. But it's, it's just a fun, trippy film that, and and I love the fact that they all made this together. And this was an idea that came from people who were like, yeah, let's, let's make a movie together. And the camaraderie between the actors, you know. And it's funny, you know, just, just to have that kind of relationship in there. Like, you can actually understand the people in there were just like, they were not actors, not professional actors. But that's the great thing about, you know, movies. Is that, yeah, you could tell like some of those like low-budget yeah. movies where, you know, they, they make the most of everything they have. Yeah, and that's, and that's the greatest thing about independent movies is using whatever, you know, comes your way or what's ever at hand, and that's, and that's a beautiful Find thing. ways to work around weaknesses oh, and absolutely. just get the, up, the utmost everything out of nothing. Yeah, and, that, and that's why, like, Denzel Washington said, like, when he did his first movie with this woman who was not a professional actress herself, he's like, I love working with non-professional like, actors because they give you the most. And you wouldn't even expect it, but once the professionals work with the non-actors, they give you the most. And you have these... No Man moments. Land did a great job of that. Yes. And they, and they give you these surprising moments that you didn't think, like, wow, that was... I love the way you came at me like that. Like, that was really, really good. Yeah. So they, they find great ways to work with what they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all on board with you there. Any other quick takes, Victor? Um, besides that 90s show, and I'm, I'm really excited You've for You've been watching that one then? Yeah, I mean, I, I, got to, I got to watch one episode, and it was really good. And um, I loved how they kind of go back to the basement, which I really enjoyed, um, like from that 70s show. I also uh, really am looking forward to the you know, independent movies that are coming out now with the big stars, of course, and the Infinity Pool one I'm really excited for because um, the girl from, of course, what was it? Uh, the girl from from X as as well as, um, I forget her name, and I know the name, obviously, but you know what I'm talking about if you've ever seen it, um, which she is just, Oh, that woman is I don't know where they found her but or cast her but she is just phenomenal and she is just beautifully uh, cast actually no that's that's her name uh, uh Pam in the in the movie of course have you ever seen where she literally just loses her mind and kills people who who are trying to ruin her happiness and she is just Oh, it's such a beautiful movie, and it's an A twenty four movie. What's it called again? So there is, so there's two secrets. So there was X, which was the first one where they're all making. Oh, like, yep, yep. Yeah. I think we talked about this earlier. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then the other one is or is Anna. It? Excuse me, that not Pam. Excuse me, I'm I'm thinking of another movie that actually is named Pam, but it's it's Anna. Excuse me, and it's about this girl who. And it's know, like the second one's like the prequel kind of right. Yeah, How she well, got there. Well, right? it, well, it's the it's the prequel slash sequel. So it's the sequel first and then the prequel because it's showing the wife of that first movie you know that you see she's old and decrepit and you're and you get to see her life which is i'm not gonna lie it's really really sad but you'll understand why <laughs> i think i saw some clips of it uh online for yeah I, I think i know what you're saying yeah, yeah so there's x and then there's hardcore uh, stuff <laughs> yeah and it's it's really good like they that horror like i love that just and and the way she because uh, the actress who plays 
Anna in that mo- in the second movie, which was the sequel I t- just talked about, like she her monologue is very beautiful. So if you just go go and watch it, and you'll see why. So. All right. Any other, anything else for the week, Victor? No, that that's it. Right. <laughs> well, I'll make mine real quick here. Um, aside from everything we talked about today, uh, the only other thing I have is I've been watching on HBO Max. I found this docu series. I guess it came out in 2021 and completely went underneath my radar. I guess it first aired on TNT, a four episode series. Anyone here watched the NBA studio show on TNT inside the NBA? You know, the Shaq, Charles Barkley. Yep, I, I had seen many of their repertoire. Kevin. Yep. yep. So it's just pretty much a docuseries on the history of that show. Oh, okay. And it interviews them and past hosts as well, too. Okay. I guess the show's been going since 1989. It was just hmm. like a regular NBA recap show before eventually uh, Ernest got added to it, or Ernie, and uh, and then eventually Charles and Shaq, and the show became the you know half highlight show, and then half like little skits and bits in there, too, to weave in to get the comedy stylings that the show is just acclaimed for and won many awards for today. And uh, cool. I'm about halfway through it, and it is awesome stuff. Well, I'm surprised that they... They just didn't do that from the beginning. I mean, not that they weren't smart commentators, but the way that I'm like, why don't you just get the players in there? Because they they played the game and they know the game. So. Just from like the first two of the four episodes I saw so far, they do a great way detailing on how that show kind of evolved mm. from just being a recap show to just how it is the behemoth it is at the the go to source, like you know, highlighting the NBA each and every week. Mm. So yeah, it's on HBO Max. It's called The Inside Story. So yeah, mm-hmm. I recommend to check it out. Really love the first two of the four episodes I saw. Then other than that, gonna watch a lot of way too much wrestling this weekend. Royal Rumbles this weekend, so way way too much wrestling to watch and, and devour. So is there really not? I mean, is that really true? Is there never enough? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the Royal Rumble. It's one of their two biggest shows of the year. Over their top rope battle royal. Even I know a lot of non fans. They like to watch it each year because you get to do the. Uh, play the game like well, who's going to win make it a little fun betting game out of it you know put put a dollar or so on the line make a little fun watching party out of it but uh, but yeah that's all I got this week and we will wrap it up so many thanks again to today's sponsors to the Southtown Poorhouse oh for heaven's cakes and the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill we welcome you to join us live for all future episodes every Wednesday at 1pm on gfbestsource.com or on the GFBS channels on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch. Find past episodes by subscribing to GFBS everywhere you find podcasts. And as mentioned earlier, we now have a website. Make sure to check it out. It is bigscreensandtvstreams.podbean.com if you just want to find episodes of our sh- of this show only. Nice way to find, find it. Just go right to the source. Find all episodes of Big Screens and TV Streams. All right. Many thanks for having us part of your day. Many thanks to Victor. Always enjoyable to be here, guys. You know that. <laughs> Many thanks to Rip Rockin' producer Paul. There we go. We'll give them all the sound effects. <laughs> Stay with us in spirit. <laughs> well, many thanks again for everyone for joining us today. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye.